that entrepreneurs, we shouldn't get bogged down in the day-to-day operations of the business. Instead, we need to look at that big picture, right? And focus on developing strategies for growth that requires creating systems and processes that can be followed by anyone. And we're gonna break that down a little bit because when you do that, you'll free yourself up for your time to focus on the high level, the big ticket, the strategic planning part. And thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, hey, hey. It's Kimberly Smith Austin here, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Carrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Your voice is getting better and better every week. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it is. And I'm so excited. Do you know, Misty, we're coming up on eight weeks, eight weeks. And, you know, I've often questioned, is this the voice I'm going to have for the rest of my life? <laughs> Better start that singing career. I know. <laughs> so today we're here. Why are we here, Misty? We are still because we've been getting a lot of great, great feedback on tools. Uh, yeah. A lot of times people don't know where to start or maybe they feel stuck. So tools will help you like, where do I start? What if I feel stuck? It doesn't matter if you started your business yesterday or been in business for 20 years. All these tools can help. And our Last tools have been the power of conferences, the power of AI, the power of, what was our other one? No, we had third one. That was, they were both around conferences, personal yeah, conferences, development. AI, personal <laughs> development. So um, we want to kind of continue on that train because what do you do when you're driving in your car, working out, stuck in traffic, blowing by a pool? What are all these things have in common? They, people sometimes call it quote unquote, some downtime or time where you don't have it filled, you could be expanding your business. That's right. And here's one of the examples. I take this little earbud Uh right here while on a run, while riding my bike, and I listen to a book. Now, as you mentioned, laying on the poolside, I have a paper book or maybe a digital book, whatever it takes. We're going to talk about one of our favorite things in the whole wide world, books. books. You know, I used to be the one that um, would buy them on CDs. I still have a CD collection somewhere and I would listen to them in my car. And then this amazing app started um, where you could buy audiobooks, and I don't have to buy a thousand CDs because now cars don't even have CD players. But That's right. one of the best universities is the time you're in your car. It doesn't matter if you're going on five minutes, 10 minutes. Well, in California, a 10 minute drive could take you an hour. So right. <laughs> those are, I finished the most books really just appreciate driving alone and being able to listen to my library of business books. So what, right. what is one of the books that we both just fell in love with and it really hit home, especially for entrepreneurs? Well, the book we're going to talk about today is called The E-Myth Revisited. And I love it because it's a book that is I'll say simple, but it seeks to explain why most small businesses fail and what entrepreneurs can do to ensure that success of their ventures. You know, we have all these creative ideas, but if we don't have certain things in place, we will fail. The author's last name is Gerber, and he argues that most entrepreneurs are actually this term called technicians 
when they start their own businesses, simply to escape the job. No one wants to go to the nine and five. They don't want to click in. They don't want to commute anymore. But here's the truth. Sometimes they don't have the skills it takes to run a business. And so this book nails it. Mm. Absolutely nails it. Well, we know the running joke for entrepreneurs is always an entrepreneur will um, work 180 hours for themselves, not to work 40 hours for someone else. And um, we both do coaching. And I know sometimes we get into the businesses and I'm laying out what the entrepreneur is doing, especially if it's a small business or they're just starting out. And a lot of the things when you divide it, they're making less money an hour than you would at Target. Now, I know that's to say that, well, you have to be able to invest in time and money into your business if you're first starting out and all the all the blah, blah, blah people say. But the truth of the matter is, if you aren't doing the things when you first start right, you're not going to automatically start to do the right things. So I think yeah. that uh, Mr. Michael Gerber's book here is a really amazing book, even if you're thinking about starting a business or side hustle, because it just nails some of the very, very fundamentals of business. And definitely gets mm-hmm. you in the right mindset to really understand, am I, the main question is, am I working in my business or on my business? And am I doing yes. things that are a waste of time? Or am I doing things that are going to build? Such yeah. great yeah. basic questions for what we think we should be doing and not really knowing what we need to be doing. Yeah. And, you know, Misty, I know we've talked about this book before in our previous series where we talked about entrepreneurship, but so important, so many critical skill sets and thoughts in there that we thought we'd bring it back. So go back to the title E-Myth or Entrepreneurial Myth, which in itself is the idea that entrepreneurs are born with an innate ability to start and run a business. But what he does in the book, he argues that that is not true. (laughs) It's not true because it's not. And that successful businesses are built through a combination of systems, processes, clear understanding of what the business owner wants to achieve. That's super important because, you know, there's a lot of things we think out here that we should do as business owners, but it's not always true. I'll give you a prime example, my 16 year old (laughs) who right now is going through the rut of mom, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And I take them back to son. Number one, where are your skill sets? Where do they lie? And number two, what are you passionate about? And I know there's tons of people operating in businesses, but also operating in the corporate environment, doing things that they don't love, nor do they have the skill set for. And so I believe it's important to go back and look at that and then take Gerber's principles to then build on that to build a successful business. Mm, I love that. So what um, you have a son who has all these great ideas and he, he definitely has that kind of spirit, though, the entrepreneurial spirit of understanding that I don't want to work for someone else. And I, I know there's mm-hmm. quotes out there, too. One of my favorite quotes is like, if you're. If you're not working on your dreams, you're helping someone else build theirs, not Mm -hmm. to knock employeeship. I I am an employee somewhere, but I really think it's that understanding of what do I love to do sometimes really isn't. That means I'm going to own a business. Right. And I think that's where a lot of businesses shut down is because people love to do what they love to do. But that doesn't mean like you were saying earlier that you're going to just get downloaded with now my business is successful or that Cinderella story. And the Cinderella story always has curves of learning, failures, getting back up, understanding what it is that we need and want to do. But the e-myth really puts some of those things in perspective. And I know me and you both coach it is it doesn't matter if you're a, um, a team of one right now, 
some of the most important things that you're doing need to get out of your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, and, and do that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Say, no, and a lot of times, though, people don't want to get it out of their head or don't want to. Do, I have to do it. I, I, I can't delegate. And then they become overwhelmed and overwhelmed leads to burnout and burnout leads to this wasn't worth it in the first place. So I think the sad right. part is, is that most businesses do shut down, not because of yeah. great ideas, not because of passionate people, but because of these fundamentals. Right. Which is why I love that book so much, because he talks about the importance of working on the business, not just in the business. And we talked about that before, but he emphasizes that entrepreneurs, we shouldn't get bogged down in the day-to-day operations of the business. Instead, we need to look at that big picture, right? And focus on developing strategies for growth that requires creating systems and processes that can be followed by anyone. And we're going to break that down a little bit because when you do that, you'll free yourself up for your time to focus on the high level, the big ticket, the strategic planning part. Because if you're focused on that day-to-day, the tedious X is, a, is are the T's crossed and the I's dotted, you're going to find yourself without business, without business, meaning financial gains, and without a successful business model that can later be sold, which most people hope to or don't even think about that. He talks about that as well. So that's a good point. But I think that's the first main premise is why are you starting a business? He asks. Mm -hmm. Because most people, most, and I'm going to say business owners, most business owners that are successful start a business to sell it or scale it. Yeah. Most entrepreneurs or people that are leaving like the um, corporate world or their other jobs, they start a business to create their own schedule and make their own money. Right. But yet what they really start is a job, not a business. (laughs) They think they're going for time, freedom and financial freedom. But in the end, when they don't create systems and processes, when they don't delegate the work, when they focus on that day to day business ownership, it requires so much more than that. You know, a lot of people come into these roles thinking that they have the skill set because they know the day to day things you know, the point, the click, the drag, but owning a business is so much more. You know, I think about the fact that standardization and consistency are everything. When you think about your business and all aspects of your business, from the customer service to the product development to weaving the baskets, whatever that is, we have to make sure that those systems, our processes are in place and allow the business to grow, allow it to grow to meet the goals, whether it's to sell or to leave that legacy, whatever that's in place, we have to make sure that we do the things so that that long-term vision actually comes to life. I love that. You know, we talk about that in our book um, and in some of our talks and some of our courses that we do, but it really is in the book. They have that example of apple pie, right? Or a pie. The lady was amazing at pie and was like, you should start a business when um, all she really wanted to do was make pies, make them really well. Right. You don't want to do right. all the stuff that that entails to make pies, like the staff that helps to sell it or the quote unquote, if you're doing the restaurant. But really, is if I'm that and you named that part with a technician, right? I'm really good at what mm-hmm. I do. I'm so good that I want to start a business. But one of the questions um, we love to ask is if you leave your business for two weeks, go on vacation, you're in the Alps, you can't be reached. When you come back after two weeks, do you still have a business? Right. (laughs) That's a good question. 
Very good question. In fact, Misty, let's talk about those different roles that he identifies in the book. You know, there's three different roles and let's go ahead and explore what those are, because I think it's critical for us to really think about them and know kind of where we are in our business. Here's the truth. Some of you may be at one role now, but that doesn't mean you can't change. So we say this to not discourage, but encourage you. Ooh, Misty, like let's go ahead and, and look at those roles. Yeah, what so, is the first role? The first one, uh, honestly, and, and I guess it depends on how you look at it, but let's look at it is the entrepreneur, right? That role provides the vision, the creativity, the energy that drives the business, the entrepreneur, hence the title, the entrepreneurial myth, right? The second one is the manager. And this person translate the vision into reality through planning and the system side, right? So you think about somebody who has a vision, somebody who's kind of putting the plan in place, and then there's the technician. That's the individual who's doing the work, who's producing the service, the product for the organization. And like you mentioned, the example with the lady with the pie, she likes making pies. She's a technician. She's not the manager nor the entrepreneur. I love that. And I always think about um, our, our good friend, Dr. Tina, who is a chiropractor, and she says there's two people in her business. There's Tina, who loves people and wants to help everybody. And then there's Dr. Tina, who runs the business, who ensures that the systems are in place and the things need to be happening. And she's like, and sometimes she has to step into those different roles in a different mindset to be able to balance everything that she does as an entrepreneur slash business owner mm -hmm. slash chiropractor. And I think sometimes people do start business because they love their job. I love this right. and I want to work for myself. Now, the fun part is, and we always talk about this, is not everyone wants to be a billionaire. That's okay. Right. Not everyone wants to even be a millionaire. In fact, we ran into some people when we were talking about something the other day, right? I don't want to be a millionaire. That's okay too. But you should always look at those, especially if you're a business owner or entrepreneur, right? Is what lifestyle do you want? What do you want to create? And we're talking about this with where do you want your business to go and how is your business going to be sustainable because something like 2020 hits. So it's not just yeah. about, oh, I want to make millions and I want to do things, but it really is about your business has to be robust no matter what you want to move towards it, expand it or grow it or just keep it where you want to be comfortable with it. You still have to play all three roles if you own the company. Especially at the beginning, especially at the beginning, when you're building that foundation, when you're starting this, you're going to have to wear all three hats. Now, as you grow and expand, you still have those three hats on, but now it's very loose hat. It's something you can toss off because you built a team, you've created the systems, you put these things in place and someone else is helping drive the needle forward. So that's to keep in mind. And I know having started over eight businesses now, I'm always in all three brains at the beginning. And my goal is to get to that finish line and have others step in and take some of that responsibility. But it's absolutely essential that you remember the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician, because that's what got you started. And in the end, that's what's going to take you to the finish line. But you don't always have to feel fulfill all three of those roles. I love that. You know, I always tell people, you didn't start your business to Facebook posts. Unless you yeah. did start a Facebook post business. But other than that, yeah. you really want to do the thing you want to do in your business. But the other things need to be all lined up in a row. So what can, let's do our three steps. Let's say we're kind of feeling stuck in a business. Like maybe we start taking on too much again. 
or we're going to start a business or we're in a business and we're like, that would sound really great for you guys, but it's just me, myself and I right now. What are the three things that we need to do? Number one, determine. Number two, develop. And number three, do. So let's break them down, Misty. Determine, develop, and do. Number one, determine. Number one, I think it's so important that we look at our business. And again, Gerber emphasizes that entrepreneurs should not be bogged down in the day-to-day operations of their business. So keep that in mind. When you think about that in the big picture and developing strategies for growth, this is going to require systems and processes that can be followed by anyone, which in turn will free you up, Mr. and Mrs. Entrepreneur, and give you the time you need to really build that business. So when you think about that, determine what are those systems, what are those processes that you need to develop? And here's the key, document, document, document every aspect of the business from the sales process to the customer service experience. And I think when you create clear guidelines and procedures, your business can ensure that everyone's working towards the same goal. Everyone. It's like all the all the lions walking in the same direction because that's what matters because that will allow you to, to deliver consistent results. Also making it easier to train new employees, scale the business in the future. So determine what are those key systems and processes that you need to put in place for uniformity in your business. Love it. So now you have the following yourself around if it's just you or having someone follow you around and giving guidelines and instructions. I know in the in the world we call them SOPs, right? Standard operating procedures of, of how we do everything. And it's funny because as an employee in a company, those are the guidelines that we run the company with, the SOPs. And so if you even if you're the only one in your business right now, You should have SOPs because it's going to be easier, like you said, to do number two, which is develop a plan for growth. When you're bogged down in the day-to-day and you're already exhausted and you keep looking at the bottom line and you keep looking at the clock and the bottom line, the last thing you want to do is be creative and get excited, Mm -hmm. right? And and look into expansion because sometimes you're just looking, how do I get through the month? So So, true. And you some of those things, go ahead. You, you made a point is the work, the last thing you want to do is be creative. Here's the truth. When you're bogged down in your work, your brain is out of sync. You can't, you can't even, you might want to, but you can't even, the body, the brain is like, I can't do it. So I just have to throw that in. Okay. I think you nailed it, right? Is that it's not sometimes that you might not even not want to, you might want to, but your brain might not be capable of it because everything else is running through it. Like the, how to get through the month. So where do you start is the creating the system so that you can start to delegate some of those things over. I saw a funny TikTok and it was a little girl like pretending to be a business owner. She was like five and she was like, I want to, I want to um, delegate, but I can't afford employees. And then I think mm-hmm. at the mom, I think her mom is like a business coach. I didn't like, I don't understand the whole TikTok, but it was cute. So the five-year-old says, I want to expand, but I can't afford employees. And the mom says something brilliant back. She says, you don't hire employees to give them work. You hire employees to make you money. Mm-hmm. They That's should good. not be That's a good. liability in the That's company. Good. They should be a asset. Asset, absolutely. And I thought That's good. So it Mind really blowing. is. If I'm bogged down, I'm like I can't afford an employee. Some of the things you're doing is not bringing you in money. And if you're able to do the things that you're able to do, 
that you're really great at, you're going to bring in more money. And so it sounds kind of funny, but I, I look at it this way. Cleaning my house costs me, let's say five hours. And in those five hours, if I was doing what I do in my company, I could be producing minimum 200 an hour. 200 an hour times five is a thousand dollars, thousand dollars, right? Now I could hire out someone to come clean my house. Same end result. The house is clean. It cost me $200. So instead yep. of it looking as a liability, like, oh, a month you're paying $200 is, yeah, but in those five hours, it takes me, it might take them an hour. That doesn't matter because the end result is a clean house. But I now have Absolutely. five hours back to put into my company and do the things that I love to do while making $1,000 and spending out 200 So those are the That's things to look at is also how valuable is my time and after five hours of cleaning how creative am I to sit down and then do what I love to do best <laughs> exactly exactly that's so good so powerful because by you focusing on creating a clear plan for growth including you know milestones and things like that you are helping ensure that your business is heading in the right direction and making progress towards a long-term goal and not cleaning your house <laughs> and I want to now take the house cleaner out. A lot of people were looking into is people now, we're such in a different time. I love it. These 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 millennials and these millennials is this. They don't want pay me for this hour. They they truly, mm -hmm. really don't. They want, if I get a result, I want part of that result. That's right. That's so right. If I That's have right. a new sales person. Instead of here's mm -hmm. $30 an hour, I could do, and I can do hourly, but don't think, don't think it wrong. But what they really sure. want is a percentage of the sales they're making me. That's right. I want 5% of that. I want 5% of all sales that I make for you. And if Absolutely. I'm thinking I would have made none of those calls, I would have done none of that work. So 0% of sure. zero sucks. 95% of 10,000, that's good. Giving them that's the 5% right. of the 10%, that might be more money for them instead of making 10 calls an hour. They might make a hundred calls in that same hour because now they're motivated and they have a result out of the result. So this is different. I know for some of us that are older and we really have the businesses, I come to work, I make the $5 and I check out. That's not where these new kids want. You're, you're watch, yeah. watch this, this new economy, but I'm seeing more and more jobs is maybe a base rate, but really a share of profit or a, I want some of the end result that I'm creating. They want some of the pot. You know that's right. That's right. And you know, it's interesting because for me as a business owner, probably about 10 years ago, I started employing this model because I knew that I would get better results. If you know that you're a part of the end result and your bottom line is going to be bigger than you working for me hourly, it changes the game. And we did a show about this earlier versus project planning versus hourly versus here's the whole bubble. Here's what we're looking at. So that's so fire, fire, fire. That's so exciting. So let's go to the last one because we're we're closing up. We're coming in, getting ready to land the plane. The last one is to do it, to do it. We told you before, determine the second one, then develop. And the last one is to actually do it. Delegate those tasks and take care of that business, whatever it is that you need to do. Because here's the truth. As your business grows, it's going to be super important for you to hand that thing off. Hand it off, delegate the responsibility, the task to others, because this is to free up your time and the things that you can do and only you can do that you specialize in the high level strategic planning, bringing in new strategic partners to help that business grow. That's why you want to spend your time and energy because it's going to allow you to focus 
and get the big bottom results. Pay that 5% to someone making those calls for you because I'll in the end, you've got you're not doing it anyway. Percent. That's it. And it builds a stronger team. It creates a culture of ownership. And guess what? Accountability is within your business and you grow. End result, win, win, win. Guys, this book was powerful. If you've heard of it, E-Myth, or if you have not, we want to highly recommend that you pick it up. One of our favorites. Would you agree, Misty? Absolutely. And if you've read it a while ago, read it again. When we're at different places in our life, we see different things in books. That's right. In the same book, new lessons, new things we didn't, we weren't ready for when we first read it. So do yourself a favor, download it, buy it, but don't jump into it and get started. That's right. So he gives those practical advice and insights that can be applied to your business of any size, any industry. Focusing on that big picture, creating those systems, processes that can be replicated. Um, You can build a business that will thrive over the long term. So with that, friends, as we say every single week, there's something out there waiting for you. Now get off your butt and go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire U. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.